Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Everybody and welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurtz, Pam Stewart. We're here with the next three hours for you. We'll be here tomorrow from 11 to 2 as well. Getting you caught up on all the news that you need to know. Some gambling. I see a lot of gambling. Uh, a, little, a little spread action here. Uh, Cam, I understand you had a good night last night. Yeah, it was a great night there, uh, George. Hopefully, and you know it's hard to do. Uh, it's hard to do it back to back nights. And a guy back in the, you know, some people they're like, hey, you know, once in a while when you're on a hot streak, you should sell picks. And I've never been really a fan of that. I know you got bills to pay and stuff like that. But I know a lot of guys in Vegas and people that I've gone through in my gambling world uh, through the days who, you know, actually sell picks. Like they do packages of horse racing, baseball, college sports, golf, all sorts of things like that. Never really, really been my bag because I, you know, I just want. Like, not everyone has money, right? But last night I was just thinking, man, it's great, George. Like I was watching the hockey games. Boom, everything came back. I love your Islanders, but Washington came back. And then all the other games, you know, Montreal was down. They won. I'm like, is this going to be my night? Philadelphia murdered New Jersey. I'm like, oh, 3-0, 4-0, 7-0. Vegas, Vegas capped, that, capped it off with a big win there, too. Took them in regulation and uh, built up the account from $17.10 to almost $500 with $10 bets. But you know what happens with me, George? The difference between me and you you know, that's like kind of like our lifestyle, too. You know what I mean? Me, I'm the type of guy, wow, I got money. I'll go to the liquor store, glug, 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 and make bad decisions where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a nice, juicy steak with my wife, buy her something at Kohl's, and uh, keep the money and keep on building the castle. I got to take the George Kurtz approach. Don't go, don't go nuts. Build it, build it, build it, build it, then withdraw. Well, speaking of my wife, today's our anniversary, Cam. So oh, happy, happy anniversary a- there, George. That's great, yes. man. Happy nice. 18th anniversary to uh, my wife and I, uh, Maria. And uh, we're going to celebrate that anniversary by uh, she's going to work tonight. So that's how we're celebrating it. Yeah. Hey, um, we're adults. That's, we're adults, George. As I tell my girlfriend, because I'm going to Vegas in uh, probably about about a month. I haven't seen my brother in a couple years, and I really miss him and the kids and stuff. So he's going for a couple days uh, with the kids and everything. I'm going to meet him there with my girlfriend. And I told my girlfriend, don't you want to be there for your birthday? I go, I couldn't care less if I'm there April 4th, April 9th, whatever. Just get the cheapest. Let's just get the cheapest trip. And that's the difference, I think, between women and men, like anniversaries and birthdays. Is I couldn't care less. I would rather just save money, have a big, nice dinner, uh, you know, you know what I mean? But they're thinking, like, this day is important. This day is important. To me, it's all the same. Hell, my girlfriend, we used to call it Lisa September. Like, she'd party for, like, a month for her birthday. I'm like, well, we're not 13 anymore, honey. Like, it's, like, you know, When adults. did that start? That all of a sudden, <laughs> it's, it's your birthday month. I know. Oh, I, this is never around. And also, the past couple of years, all I hear now, what's my, my birthday? Well, my birthday week, my birthday month. What the hell is this? Was it your birthday year next to? <laughs> I know. 
I tell her, I look at her, she's like, you know, it's my birthday month. I'm like, I'm just thinking in my head, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's just, like, no, no, no way, baby. I'm not doing this every day. She's cool in other areas. She she lets me, you know, do my thing at the horse book. And, uh, you know, I tell her, she's like, great, call on the Islanders when they beat the Leafs that night. You know, like, she she gets it. But uh, the birthday thing for a month, nah, I got to put the brakes on there. That's that, that's too much. Yeah, I'm like you. Uh I don't have a thing with my birthday. I mean, I'll be 50 this year, but I don't tell people when my birthday is. If they ask, I'll say it, but I don't publicize it and go, yeah. hey, this is my birthday. I don't. I've gone, I've done radio shows with the host didn't know because I, I don't say it. If you find out or if you – I won't lie to you. I'm trying to hide it, but I don't publicize it either. I don't consider it a big thing. I don't have a phobia about it. I'm not worried about getting old. It is what it is, but uh, I don't go – I said I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not going to have a birthday week. You know, I just think that's that's kind of silly here. That, but that's just oh, yeah, me. Yeah, like I said, it's, no, no, it's but, not uh, you. It's it's kid stuff. But anyway, that's a, we 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 agree to agree on that one. Then lots of crazy stuff. Would you do you guys have Rich Sermonello on uh, on the other show there? I know he was on with Gabe and I, and we were breaking down the combine. I'm kind of flicking between the combine and uh, the early morning golf action right now there, George. But uh, interesting stuff uh, this week. I know we can we can get to all this stuff this weekend. But I'll tell you, man, like. I'm not one to give anybody advice on lifestyle. I do a lot of things, and I know I always, I always tell my girlfriend, like, I really envy George. Like, he's a lot, uh, lives a cleaner lifestyle than me. Like, I like to go and have some drinks with my friends and stuff. And it's funny, I talked to a, my brother. My brother used to be, like, a huge drinker, and he stopped drinking, too. Like, he's, it was a day. And now he tells me, oh, I got thousands more in the That's why kind of we're going to Vegas, you know, and staying at a nicer hotel. He's like, you know how much money I saved thousands a month since I stopped drinking? I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a really smart thing to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm seeing these players and i could tell you one thing you know if cardano and these guys came up to us and said hey okay well you know you gotta have to have to take a drug test this day you can't do this and i don't know what the hell's going on with your dallas cowboys but i'm one for forgiveness but Ugh. continually no, no honestly and i know you you george you'll take even a deeper stance than me but to piss away an nfl career like i i I I, oh, I dream about like you know what I mean I, I'm like Al Bundy I had three sacks in one game I was the field goal kicker defensive end for my team you know you know hit a 40 yarder before back in the day like and I'm watching these guys play and I envy them every week going man imagine playing like something you love as a kid and making millions and millions of dollars and you don't piss it away once you three failed drug tests and this and that smashing cars into trees I just don't get these guys man I told you this before and I told tell Morenci this all the time on Red Eat and Rage. You want to be that guy, stay at home with your comfort system, with a brother, anything, you know, don't go to bars, don't go be driving cars at four o'clock in the morning, wasted, all these things. I just, it's amazing to me when you can have so much and just say, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to piss it away. I'm with you. I mean... First, there's never any excuse for the domestic violence. That's just oh, domestic that, violence. That to me, that's, that's the worst, wrong. the worst, the right. worst of the worst, the worst of the worst. You touch a woman, you're done. I'm done with you. I'm with you. Yeah, that that's just wrong. I don't, I don't think I'll ever buy an excuse for that. Uh, you know, like I said, you you raise your hand to a woman who hasn't done anything to you. That you know, you got you got a problem, and you deserve what you get. You know, uh, listen, I've never done drugs. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm not a goody two shoes. I just never, I've just never done. It. I don't know why. I've never drank, and that's more of a uh, a father issue. My father was an alcoholic. Uh, that's why I've never, I've never drank. I also had a good friend killed in a Dewey when I was very young. Uh, a very pop, uh, I should say, probably a very famous Dewey here. The car got hit on the tracks. But uh, so maybe that played a part in uh, my psychology there. Never smoked either because I just always thought it was idiotic. So you know, I don't know what it's like. My brother smokes, so I and I, you know, we get on him all the time. I don't know what it's like to have to do it. You know, my brother hates the cold weather, but he'll go outside and smoke a cigarette when it's too below because he has to. You know, and I, I just don't know what that's like. So, you know, sometimes because of what we're talking about here, when you see these professional athletes, 
and they, they're, they're shitting away all this money. All this money. You know, you're bringing up David Irving is what we're talking about here. And uh, Randy Gregory, the guys who uh, who have probably, uh, I don't want to say their careers are done, but it's going to be hard to come back from what they got to come back from again. Not the first time, again. And they keep doing it and seeing their career and all this money go down with draining it. They can't stop themselves. Either either it's so so hard or almost impossible to stop or they're just incredibly stupid. And they think they're going to get away with it. You know, and then they yeah. show, oh, man, I like, can't Addiction is one thing, and it's hard. I, I'm just saying, though, like, you you can understand a normal person, maybe, you know, you're losing a child. You you, you hit the bottle. Exactly what you said, George. My brother, my brother, uh, he was an alcoholic, too. He's an AA right now, and I'm really proud of him. He's really battled his demons. And, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's not easy, but I'm just saying, though. The amount of money you can make, the decisions you can make to help, you know, kids that you have, other relatives that you have. A lot of these guys have grown up in rough lives, but help your mom out. It's just like, oh, my God, like, I can understand failing. We all fail. I, I've, I've failed and all that stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, you got to think about the bigger picture. And it's very, very frustrating just seeing these type of situations where, you know, and a lot of the time, and I talk that we, we talk about this stuff on the show, too, like, some of these tests, like, you, you get the word from your guy. Like, you go, listen, man, here's the deal. They're going to test you this time. You can't do this within these parameters. Like, use your head. Between this day and the, these times, don't do anything. Don't smoke any weed. Don't do any coke. Don't, don't drink. Don't, you know, live, try, try, try to live a clean lifestyle there. They are testing. These. It's not like sometimes these things pop up out of the blue. I've talked to players before. They know when it's coming, too, George. That's the crazy thing. It, it just shows you. I mean, it, it, like I said, either they're incredibly stupid and they think they're above it all, you know, or they just they can't stop. I said, uh, I mean, the only addiction I have is probably the Pepsi, the caffeine. I need the caffeine. Yeah, I George, do. I got that one too, buddy. I've, I've already, I've already smashed a can. <laughs> so have I. The intro. Working that too far. So have I. I need, I need that caffeine. If I don't, I'll get, I'll get a wicked headache. Me you know, too. I'll get the caffeine headache, and I'll need it. So it's, it's not the same thing. And I'm not comparing it. Not comparing it at all. But I, I do sort of get it because I, I'd have a hard time stopping. I've tried. And even now, I'm, I'm mixing it with salsa now, so I can slowly wean myself at least down to a reasonable level here. Well, that's but, very uh, smart there. Uh, that's my, teach, my father. Teach me something new every day, a little salsa. My stepfather there. did that. That's how my stepfather stopped. So he really? actually uh, he, he taught me that, yeah. So I've been doing that for uh, a how, while now. How many cans a day do you go through? I used to be – I didn't oh. want to tell you how embarrassing this is. I used to drink – Especially during NFL football when I was doing shows and stuff like that before beers, like when I was younger. I'm thinking like probably about five, six cans a day. Oh, I'm probably doing at least that. Really? Really? Actually, before the salsa. I'm probably not doing it now. Maybe it's three, four with the salsa. Like a two-liter bottle? I'd like smash and then have a can after that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of sugar. (laughs) It's it's not. It's the only thing I I do wrong. Yeah. I really don't do good, George. I'm I'm lucky if I eat one meal a day. But yeah. uh, yeah. So uh, it, it's a talk. I get it. But I'll, I said it's hard for me to understand. You know, hey, if you told me that stuff, and if I stop Pepsi, I'll be getting a five million dollar contract. I'll stop Pepsi. Yeah. All right. I won't drink any soft drinks. <laughs> I, I know I can do that. But these and these athletes still can't do it. You know, it's just uh, I think it's a, like I said, it's a shame. Someone I I somewhat feel bad for because I think wow, it must be so hard, so hard. You know, maybe I don't feel bad for David Irving. He's also got a DV problem as well. So uh, yeah. he did something else. But, uh, you know, for someone like oh, Randy Gregory, who apparently it's more weed than anything else, yeah, it's, it's I, amazing I they can't problem. stop. I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, I, it's just so fr- – another thing about weed, though, just to, to get on that, I find that a lot different than other things, too. And, uh, you know, Gabe and I, like, we, we talk about it, you know, we partake. Um, it's just one of those things. Like, we, we interviewed uh, – 
you know, uh, Jerry West, uh, from one of the, you know, who is basically the NBA logo. And we, we went to a seminar and talked and he told us like when he was playing in the NBA, um, basically all of his buddies who had injuries, they got hooked on pills. And he goes, I don't even like weed. Like, I'm not an advocate for it, but I'd really prefer my friends to, you know, monitor their pain with that instead of getting hooked on opiates. And a lot of them yeah. now are, uh, you know, basket cases. So the thing well, is, that's like the old that's the problem. That was 40. Yeah, that's the problem that I have. It's like I don't consider weed and all this other stuff. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not the moral police here, and I, I'm pretty slow. Uh, I let a lot of things slide, but I think that's ridiculous. I don't have a problem, and I don't think a player should uh, – you know, especially since the the violence of football, the physicality of it, I have a different take than other people on it. But, you know, the abuse stuff, the other stuff, you know, it's just it has no place in the game. And I don't want these guys playing. I don't want them. And they they, they should they shouldn't be playing. It's an it's an honor and a privilege to play. But, man, it's just unbelievable. The stories today and the other one that I don't really understand. And I, I'd really like some more explanation. I get Alex Collins. He lost his job to Gus Edwards basically at the end of the year for the Ravens, right? And then other guys kind of stepped up. They said he hit a tree, but I was reading the story and I was doing the updates during our show. It didn't say he had alcohol in his system. It didn't say uh, reckless driving. Has there been an update to that, George? Because it kind of said he was arrested. What the hell was he arrested for? Like sometimes people get in accidents and they hit gates and trees. Like it didn't say he was drunk in the story. It was either really poorly written and not explained well, or maybe you got the answers, George. I don't have the answer. I don't, I'm thinking. I'm wondering the same thing. I, actually, you know, I make a list of things I want to talk about during the show. Collins is on it. You know, I right. don't know why, but he's facing. Uh, actually, I, actually, I do know why oh, now. Gun it's and drug it's, charges. It's just updated so, now. Gun and drug charges. Well, that wasn't there uh, when I did this like, list. Like four, like a few minutes ago here on my site too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Within 15 minutes, this is king. Because I, I did my little thing before the show, and it wasn't there. And now it's yeah, there. Okay. So now we know why. He's, as soon as the Ravens released the him, you knew. Seat. He's yeah. asleep at the hook. Okay. That's the whole thing. Like as soon as he, story, uh, though, the first time it was written, George, I was like, "Who wrote this story? Like, did you go to journalism school? It says you're arrested. When you get arrested, you have to be arrested for something. Like for something. Right. Story the first time, right? Just because you hit a tree doesn't mean you're arrested. Oh, God. Anyway, that guy, his days were numbered. I think there. Anyway, it's kind of. That's why he was released, like, by the way. Yeah, Don't kid yourself. The, if yeah, he was no, the starting not, running back, he wouldn't be released. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding myself. And me and you, this is not our first rodeo. If Gus Edwards and uh, Dixon and all the other hell, all the other guys they have in in the camp there uh, didn't step up, um, Alex Collins would still have a job with the Baltimore Ravens. There's guys who've done a hell of a lot worse than that that are still in the league. So yeah, it's about a guy whose uh, skill set was diminishing. Trust me, I know Alex Collins. He was a basically he went from a third, fourth string running back to Seattle's first string running back. He had a good camp. I know a lot about him. You know, problem with him is he was always. He, he was always had that game. He could break one. He's very shifty and quick. Fumbles, too. Bad, bad hands. He fumbled a lot. And after a while, Pete Carroll's like, we're done with you. We're cutting you. That's, uh, and, and, you know, the Seahawks, they go through running backs like toilet paper. Yeah, it's a uh, reading the story here. Uh, yeah, he had, what, uh, five ounces of marijuana, so he's being charged with possession, distribution, and the gun charge. So, uh, well, yeah, that changes good luck to you, Mr. Collins. Yeah, so he's going to have some issues there. Wish they put... Uh, they put that in the first story, though. <laughs> Actually, they updated okay. it. 
Okay, good, good, good. I, I checked as well. Like around probably around 10, 30, 10, 45, I'm writing down uh, topics here. I see Alex Collins. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know why, but we'll talk about this because he is somebody who's fantasy worthy here, or at least was. Uh, but like I said, there's no doubt in my mind. If this was, uh, if it was just Gus Edwards, uh, he wouldn't be released. Uh, well, we'll wait to see until the charges <laughs> play themselves out, and we'll see what happens here in the court. Da, 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 da. Uh, Alex Collins, obviously, is going to have issues signing with the new team. Then he's going to get be suspended for a certain amount of games. So uh, it'll be tough for him to come back in the short term, Mr. Collins here. And once again, it goes to what we're talking about. This is an NFL player making money, and yet he has a gun in the car, which so many athletes do. They all think they need to carry a gun. And he's doing drugs. Whether or not you think marijuana should be legal or not, and uh, I can... I can go both ways on this. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not a crusader when it comes to anything. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm a live and let live guy. That's because I don't drink. If I go out with Cam, uh, Cam and Gabe Morenci and they're drinking, I'm not upset. I don't care. Do no. what you want to do. I don't. Do it, yeah. don't, don't, don't hurt people. Don't hurt people. And the thing is, if you're sitting in your room at your home and you're domicile and you're smoking weed in a room and you're not hurting anybody else, I don't have a problem with Collins. That, actually, that's what he should have done instead of going for a drive with, with a gun that's with, the problem. with weed in the car. <laughs> like you now, you're, now, now you're that's threatening me. Use you're your endangering head. my life. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Correct. That's the problem. When you when you endanger my life and my family's or my friends' life or anybody's life actually because of what you do, that's my problem. You want to, whatever you do in your own home, I don't care. You know, get, go nuts, go crazy here. But uh, you know, don't endanger anybody else's life. That's the that's the issue here. All right, we got it off to a good start here. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, weekend fantasy update. We got Sean Ingle behind the glass, and we'll be back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Weekend fantasy update. Probably not the uh, just the not three the, of us. Not the song I want to hear on coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just the like, two yeah. of us. Yeah. Was yeah. that uh, no rendezvous with me and Kurt? Will Smith, right? Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uh, this is his tune. I think I have the you song were telling somewhere. me, uh, George, because he said uh, people, for people who don't, George's like, yeah, I got to go grab some uh, ice cubes. At the I was like, oh wow, it's great. Envious. Like I literally spend parts of my day because I, I got a system too. I have a big, 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 big jug, like basically like a mixing bowl for like you know like big, big desserts. And I just stack. I bought about I got six to eight, nine trays, and basically I take up a part of my day, like a segment of the show, making ice. And it's great. You're like, oh my freezer, my freezer's got ice. You know what I do, George? I got one of those old school freezers that basically like if I could like knock off my neighbor, wrap them up, and put them in my <laughs> freezer. Like you know those old deep freezers that you can fit like a, a Tony soprano uh you know uh, a couple lambs in there like full yeah just a big old ass deep deep one of those freezers it's like uh, italian style but uh yeah it sounds like you got a really uh, a futuristic uh, futuristic freezer that i'm very envious of oh yeah when I've, uh, one of the greatest things about moving into this house it had a uh you know a fridge that uh make the freezer that makes ice 
So it's just fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. I know it's a small so thing jealous. in life that make you happy. No, it's actually yeah. a big thing in life. People don't understand because I'm the same as you. Like, I drink a lot. I'm a bigger guy. My doctor told me one thing. I quit. I, I used to smoke. I quit smoking. I was actually proud of that. One stupid. You're absolutely right. It's such a stupid, stupid habit. I really liked it more with, like, having a cold beer or after a hockey game or something like that when we're having a beer in the room when you're playing rec league. But, yeah, like, I'm done with that. It's just... You know what I mean? It's just like I got I drink a lot of water, a lot of ice. People don't understand. If you don't have it, like I spend a lot of my day, like it, it's actually like something I have to think about. Okay, got a couple trays here, dude. Crack, 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 fill up the pot. Like I'm I'm always like thinking, oh my chick's coming over. She loves double vodkas. Get another one going. You know what I mean? Like what am I working at a bar or we're working at a radio station here? Yeah, I, I spend too much time making ice. It's ridiculous. Oh man. Back when I had a regular freeze, I used to have like eight trays of ice in there. I used to take a pat my my wife used to hate it because I'd have Literally, probably a third of the uh, freezer taken up by ice cube trays. So I needed my ice, and then you forget to free. You, get, you forget to fill them up, and you're out of ice. You start scraping the frost, so you get some kind of ice in from the freezer. I've done that, folks. Okay, I need my ice. So we're gonna. All right, I have to admit, I didn't have ice making on, on a list of things to talk about today. Yeah, that's good. See, that's that's a beautiful thing about the show. About, about the show. Like yesterday, right? We're doing. We got Rich Sermonello in, and uh, Cardano's tweeting, "Hey, we only got Rich on for an hour." Marenzi's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know that guy, a uh, singer. Like, you know, he, he he throws crap. Like, he actually takes a dump and throws crap at the audience." And and Sermonello's like, "Oh yeah, I watched a documentary where we're talking about like musical front men, like Sid Vicious, and guys are just a bunch of." pigs on that it's fun you know what i mean we'll talk sports we'll give you some picks too i gotta to go through the golf lines and college basketball at 12 but ju- that's what makes it fun george we could talk about ice craziest <laughs> thing i've ever done as far as ice is concerned let you know how much i like ice in my drink and i imagine the soda was cold that time but i've actually had to go outside and you know those icicles that hang off your roof I've used oh, yeah, that yeah, as yeah. ice from time to time. I've, I've oh, I do that. too. Oh, so, I don't. I, I don't discriminate. No, I, those icicles are great, man. Like you don't drink hot drinks, but like yeah, sometimes those icicles are nice. Like you know, I I've done I've done regular desperation icicles with like scotch and stuff like beautiful. No, no, don't discriminate. Ice cubes and uh, from from the tap <laughs> are one thing, but if you got nice uh, ni- nice arrows there just hanging off your east trough, ding 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 ding. Oh yeah, any type of ice, George. <laughs> you know. Come on. Show you it's like a woman. I like them all. Redheads, blondes, brunettes, whatever. Everybody's beautiful. Ice is nice. Ice is nice. All right. <laughs> what do you got for uh, me, George? I thought and I, I thought the ice thing was out there. Apparently it's not out there. Okay. Hey, that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm a Cowboy fan. We, 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 we talk about the Cowboys, David Irving and uh, Randy Gregory and their yep. issues as far as uh, – not failing tests and other whatever else, and they're they're uh, suspended indefinitely. So the Cowboys likely to be looking for uh, defensive line help either in the draft or in free agency. Will they still be looking for a tight end in the draft or free agency? As Jason Witten has decided to leave the ESPN booth and come back to the Cowboys. Cam, well, I know what my first thoughts were when I heard this. What were yours? Well, my first thoughts are, first of all, like, I like Jason Witten a lot, but the experiment was kind of a train wreck. Uh, as we talked about that Monday night crew with Booger and uh, Tessator, it just, it's it's not working for anybody. It was, it was like any other game, but those guys was enjoyable. Witten, you know what? The one thing about Witten is he's a great, great competitor. You know, George, being a Dallas fan, leader in all categories with the team and coming back for a 16th year, uh, service time will be there too. Great hands. I, I don't think he can run anymore. That's the problem. Like, I don't know about his foot speed to 
get open. Um, but I think he'll be a great mentor, maybe to Jarwin and some other guys on the team that actually got some looks late in the season. But I don't think Jason Witten's going to be very effective. I think it's more of a locker room morale type of uh, signing. And, uh, you know, the experiment didn't work in the booth. Uh, they're talking about Greg Olson going in there. But as for Jason Witten being effective, I don't really think so. Oh, I think you put it nicely. I don't think if I have really – I mean, I, I was like – first thing I thought, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? Yeah. Really, Dallas? <laughs> I mean, he's going to be th- – I know he's 36. He'll be 37 in May. All right, you said it. He was old and slow his past couple of years. He can't run anymore. Yes, he might help in the run game. Uh, blocking, he's still a very good blocker. And Jason Witten, by the way, is one of my favorite players. Yeah. Yeah, always has. A very professional guy, a guy, a role model, a guy, a true role model. But, I mean, come on. Come on. All right, he, he's, got, <laughs> he's got nothing left. He's got nothing left. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. And what's a what, $3.5 million contract, but the incentives, he could get the $5 million. I don't know what the incentives are. I assume he can't reach those because I, he can't be a full-time player. He can't be. You know, that, that's silly. And, uh, you know, I don't like the fact they wasted cap money on him because, once again, you have so many guys you have to sign. Dak, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, Lawrence, Byron Jones. It goes on and on here. Plus, you want to add some players here. But I guess my most important thing is this better not stop you from looking for another tight end because he's not the answer. He's not. He hasn't. He, even when he played, he wasn't the answer. Like I said, he's old and slow. You know, and I, I thought one of the problems with the Cowboys came back then was him and Dez. They were both old, old and slow. Dez mainly because of injuries. Witten because of, you know, time, position, you know, catches up to you here. So I, I wasn't thrilled. I saw Witten yeah. at ESPN. You know, I fully admit I don't listen to many games. You know, I think most announcers suck. I do. I think they're all terrible. You know, so I, t- I tend to – I'll have the game on very low and music playing in the background. Uh, I know Witten wasn't good. I don't think he was as bad as people say. I think, once again, people just jump on the train here and try and kill people. He certainly wasn't good. I don't think he was terrible, but he wasn't good. I think the whole Monday night thing was a joke. The Boogermobile was idiotic. And they did get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, it, it was just the, the whole thing about it is like you're the biggest game in town. And to me, it was like amateur night. Like it just didn't everything they did, everything they tried. And, you know, like we've watched football for a long time. It's like you really think grown men who've watched this game for like, you know, 40, 50 years in their life are going to think this is cool. And we don't. We think it sucks. It, it was horrible. Uh, Tessator, he gets excited. He got excited. About everything. I don't I don't want to take swings at anybody. Hell, like, you know what I mean? Like these guys on ESPN, that they're they've gone to broadcasting school. They do a good job. They know their stuff. And hey, to, to reach that level and to do, a, you know, to be on the pinnacle, the top broadcast. Good for you. I just it's just not for me. That's the thing. I'm just more of a different guy. I like the I like different crews. I don't need to be t- talked to like an idiot like some people do because we know football, George, and we watch football for a long time. As for the tight end thing, um, I will tell you, this Hawkinson kid from from Iowa is amazing. He is an absolute stud. He's a game changer. Dallas with a tight end like him would be great. I've also talked uh, when we had uh, the college football guys on, when Sir Manella was on, uh, the Bills are very uh, probably interested in a tight end. They got rid of Charles Clay, and he might not uh, be on the board. But Hawkinson from the University of Iowa, they've been known for their tight ends in the past. Very, very, very strong tight end school. And this kid that they have now is a game changer, an absolute game changer. Those big t- 10 tight ends when they come to the NFL they're battle tested very tough schedule Iowa Michigan State Michigan Ohio State these guys kill each other playing in bad weather you know it's 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 a loaded conference for uh, for, for very successful big strong tight ends and uh, Hawkinson from Iowa is a guy that uh, should be targeted agreed I mean like I, said, I just I don't know if they need uh, they don't have a first round pick we know that Amari Cooper you know Dallas we, Jerry Jones will be watching Amari Cooper highlights when Oakland picks with that pick he said that not me uh, so they're picking the second round 58th and uh, 
I have no problem. They take a tight end there. I want. I believe, I'm a best player available guy, so I think that's who Dallas should take the best player available. Yeah. They have other needs. They, they can use defensive line help. We all know they need a safety. I don't think they're signing Earl Thomas. He wants to be the paid as the highest paid safety in the league. That's 15 mil a year. Now I understand you come in high and you'll settle for lower than that, but still, that's high for Dallas. And if he's not going to give Dallas any kind of discount, I don't see him going there. So safety could certainly be a need. Cornerback could be a need for the Cowboys. And he said so, no uh, discount, George. He said in his thing, yeah. he's like, listen, I don't care if I went to the University of Texas. And he talked to the Dallas Brass. That was probably the big story yesterday before this uh, all this other stuff broke. He's like, listen, man, if I'm not getting the money that Eric Berry's making, you know, he makes 13. I'm better. I want more. There's no hometown discount. Like Thomas is uh, – you know, he's putting his foot down. And the way things ended with Seattle, it's kind of like a no BBS thing. It's like, I'm going to get the most money. That's what he said, basically. I'll play for anybody. Who's going to pay me? Yeah. And I listen, I don't play. I'll never play a football player. For I don't care. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's a vicious sport. It's a vicious sport. I don't blame him at all. I'd like him to go to Dallas. Of course I would. I'm a Cowboy fan. He would make the Cowboys better. But, uh, you know, if he, he should go. He should get the most the most money he can get. You know, I have no, no issues with that whatsoever. My only issue was uh, I think he's going to be a little, little disappointed. Listen, you're 30-31, buddy. You're not getting 15 mil a year. Not on a four or five yeah. year deal. You're not. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So he's, his price is going to have to come down there. But uh, like I said, uh, the Witten thing was like, really? Really? You know, such a Jerry Jones move, you know, trying to get the Cowboys back. Almost like with George Steinbrenner, where he would do anything he could to get on uh, the back page you know, of Newsday, of Daily News, or the Post. You know, because he believed in that. So he would do weird things just to get on the back page there. That's what this reminded me of. You know, Witten was gone. Your team was better. In my mind, your team was better off. I agree that he'll help in the locker room. He's a leader and all that. But when he's on the field, he's not a threat. He's just not a threat. The other team's not going, oh, my God, Witten's on the field. You know, we better worry about him. So uh, that's my biggest problem. I think, I think you're going a little backwards here uh, to help. Uh, but, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, more, most importantly for me for Dallas, just don't make the mistake of then ignoring the tight end again. You want to say you were caught off guard last year that he retired, what, three days before the draft? And you didn't have time to prepare to get a new, a new tight end? I can buy that. I can't. You know, you probably shouldn't have allowed Philadelphia to trade up ahead of you to get Dallas Goddard. But, hey, you did. I, was, I know I was pissed off then because Dallas had a million extra draft picks last year. I, I believe when you have all these extra draft picks, you don't let guys you're targeting go. You don't hope they get to you. You use those picks to move up. Another thing is, Georgia, just look, it's actually crazy. Like, I, I haven't seen this, but the University of Iowa has two tight ends that are, like, not just that. I forgot about, like, Noah Fant. Another, like, it's crazy. Like, they have basically two great tight ends. One we're seeing, like, they're the best guys on their team. They have kind of a bruising running back there. Old school system. This kid is 250 pounds. He ran a 4.5140. Let's just put that in perspective. Most of the running backs were not over 4.5. was like, you know, there were some guys. Uh, Hollyfield's son was a 4.8, the running back from the University of Georgia. 4.67. Like a lot of these. This guy is a friggin' 250-pound tight end who ran a 4.51. Noah Fant, Iowa. Like, it's very interesting. Like, the, the tight end class this year, I think, is very, very good. Like, the, the, it's top-heavy, but the guys who are there are, like, going to be instant NFL stars. And you know, when we do when we do fantasy drafts, what do we usually talk about on our show? With Galena Bavona, you there, where we talk about kickers blowing and how hard it is, other than Kelsey, uh, a couple other guys, you know, like we look at the tight end position and go, okay, you know, like we start digging, like in your draft, how do we get a tight end off the waiver wire? What about this guy? Like, you know, it is so hard to get that productive Zach Gertz, Kelsey, these guys, uh, Ebron stepped up, but tight end, remember we laughed about, cost me. Uh, $2,000 in my league with my friends with Kyle Rudolph. I ended up coming second. Like, tight end is a nightmare when it comes to fantasy football.
It is, and it's so important in NFL football because a good tight end is an automatic mismatch. He's too big Correct. for a safety or a cornerback to cover and too fast for a linebacker. They're an automatic mismatch. You know, that's why it's an important position here, and that's it's also why, listen, it's hard to find freaks like them. Guys who can run, you know, that fast and yet be 250, 255, 260. It's hard to find guys like that. It is. You know, so uh, it's, an, it's an important position, and it's been important. It's been in such an important position for Dallas forever. Starback had Billy Joe Dupree, you know, and it goes on. Uh, Danny White had Doug Cosby. We all know Troy Aikman. Loved Jay Novacek. The Dallas offense was crushed after Novacek retired. And, you know, Romo Whitney, it just goes all through the years. Dallas has always had a good tight end. They, they've needed that. And uh, that's why I think it's, it's so important for the Cowboys to find one. You know, like I said, I, I'll give the, the organization a pass last year. Whitten did retire late. You know, like I said, I think it was literally three days before the draft. Might have been two days. Might have been a day before the draft. You know, so he definitely caught them off guard there. I think they screwed up by not trading uh, up for Dallas Goddard. They took the offensive lineman instead, Connor Williams, who's pretty bad. You know, so I think they made a mis- mistake there. They can't make it again. You mentioned it's a it's a tight end friendly draft. Not to say heavy, but it's a tight end friendly draft. And one might fall to you at 58 because generally tight ends don't go early. You know, Goddard, I mentioned, I think he was the number one tight end last year. He went in the second round. So Dallas should be able to get a decent one should they choose. But then again, if they decide to get a defensive lineman, defensive end, I'll understand that too. Pass rushers are important, and Dallas did just lose two of them. So uh, I'll understand they need to go in that direction as well. So, Ken, what I want to ask you. Yes, George. Yes. Uh, I'm listening. You know, since you brought it up earlier, well, before what I wanted to ask you, we'll talk about your Todd Gurley. Uh, you mentioned uh, apparently now he has arthritis. That's what they're saying. Um, C.J. Anderson came out a couple of weeks ago and said what? That it was a very serious injury. He thought Gurley would need surgery. At this point, it doesn't look like he does need surgery. But Cam, you're drafting. You're drafting tomorrow. You're drafting tonight, Cam. you got a draft, a money draft, a draft you care about. Where are you taking Todd Gurley? I'm not very high at all. I actually might. Um, I might. Uh, oh, I had Gurley probably. Where would you have Gurley? Probably penned in uh, the two or three hole. You could say Saquon Barkley, probably Todd Gurley. Uh, there are PPR. You have McCaffrey very high. Um, I can't well, take let's him. Just, let's assume PPR. Let's assume PPR. Okay. I, I wouldn't put him, uh, to me, outside the top five now. I, I, I agree. You know, I'm a conservative drafter, so I, I certainly. Uh, I, I, and I'll and I'll tell you this: I have arthritis, right? Like I played hockey. I played. I played. I'm not Todd Gurley. I'm overweight, but I'm just telling you. Uh, I wear a knee brace a lot of the time. Got hurt. I broke my leg playing hockey a, a long time ago, and I suffer from arthritis, and it's a nightmare. Uh, he's in way better shape and stuff, but you'll have days with weather conditions when it's cold. Uh, it's a nightmare when it's rainy. It's, you know what I mean? It's lucky that he plays in Los Angeles, but arthritis is a very a serious thing and yeah you could control it with some medications and pills and stuff like that but it could flare up at any time especially in bad weather and he, he's a young guy and that's what you don't want to hear from a running back with touches cj anderson came in there you know what george i'm not that conservative i'm just thinking no and i've had Gurley. he helped me win my he helped me come second in my league i've had Gurley the last uh two years in one of my drafts and i have my keeper in one year I, I gotta really really think about it now in my auction league i paid a lot of money for him too i actually might drop him if he's too expensive, that's what I'm thinking. Is, is that not insane? Well, I'm in an auction league. I got, I only got so much money and these running backs go for like 60, 70 bucks in our cap league at three, 320 in an auction. I got to build the team around it. So this is very, very concerning. I have a lot to think about, but in a draft league, I put them outside the top five. Now it's a problem. 
I, it's uh, a big problem. I, it's only I, I think it's a bigger problem than people think. It's it's a real problem. <laughs> it's only March, so you know you, we, a lot of leagues. Let's face it, we're not drafting yet. Leagues don't really start getting heated up again probably till after the NFL draft. Yeah, that's when that's when my first real draft will, uh, will happen immediately after the NFL draft in uh, in May. So, but I think Gurley's a problem. I mean, you mentioned outside the top five. I'll take Barkley, Elliott. I might take CMC ahead of him as well. Kamara. I mean, he's just a problem right now. And I don't like taking chances, and he would be a chance. Uh, And he he was easily number one going into, like, week 12. And it's amazing now how far he's fallen that uh, we're all worried about him. Because I don't know if arthritis is going to be the end of this year. Weekend fantasy update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. We're back talking more Gurley, more Antonio Brown, Kyler Murray after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dude, weekend fantasy update here. I had to wait a second, Cam. Uh, got some snow last night, Cam. Yeah, and I wish it was red loose. But I got, I got some snow here last night. I can hear the plow coming down the box. Yeah, oh, up. it's uh, snowing here right now, and I, it's great. I just uh, put some air in my tires. It's all cold again, probably. Yeah, I got a real problem. I need money. I got to build the account and take care of uh, this automobile that I bought that's uh, a lemon. It's a straight-up lemon. It's a nice old uh, Ford Escape there, but uh, it's got, like, a slow tire leak. It's got a problem with the uh, oil pan. Like, I'm not I'm not Mr. Lube here. I don't, I'm not a mechanic. Like, we, we do shows. Like, we're working seven days a week now. I don't have – and you know mechanics. I'm the type of guy, like, I'll come in there. I just, I, just, I just see them squeezing and screwing me. Like, it's just money. It's like you might as well just take it and light it on fire because these guys, they can say whatever they want. I'm like, oh, okay, it sounds, sounds good there, Jerry. Yeah, you do what you, you, got, you, do what you got to do. 500 here, nee, 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 nee. What a, I wish I was better uh, electronically and uh, you know more manually, like understood what the hell was going on because I got a feeling I'm going to get fleeced. One thing I've learned with going to mechanics is uh, go to a uh, uh, what do you call those? Like uh, I don't know what you have in up in Canada, but go to a, uh, a store that weighs a lot of them. You know, like a McDonald's, a McDonald's of mechanics. Like I always go down here to Mavis or STS because those are company yeah. owned. They don't, they're not trying to screw you. They just want to get the, you know, like fix it and get you out. You know, they have yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of the independent guy, hey, he does Don't a great job and stuff. Yeah, he's thinking, oh, it's been a bad month. You know, the ponies haven't been good to me. It's exactly. Like, yeah, I, I could squeeze this guy for another four or five, easy. You know, like yeah. No, trust me. You're right. Maybe I'll go. Yeah. So you're basically saying going to the chain shops. Like if you need a muffler, chains, go to that's Mine. the word I was looking. Go, at. Yeah, you got to go to chains. You don't need a uh, Meineke or you know, yeah. Like here we got like Mr. Lube or whatever. Yeah, like go to a place where you know what a lot of people that are going to. And yeah, I think I'm gonna take your advice. Go to go to a chain store and. See, hope they don't uh, squeeze me. I, I said I've been doing that for a long time now, and I, I, I can't remember a problem I've had where, oh man, really? Now I got to spend this amount. You know, it's always generally what I knew the problem was. So that would be one piece of advice. It's worked out for me because we've all had that in my life. I know I hate hated going to the mechanics. I knew it was going to cost a small fortune, and I wouldn't know if they're lying or not. 
Exactly. I'm not a mechanic either. And was, I know we're uh, it was a, we're going to talk George, George more about football. I just want to get a couple games off the board just in college. And I'm going to do it in waves because it's kind of nice. There's only a few games. It's 12 o'clock just for people who are betting college. Uh, Kansas and Oklahoma State right now. That's a huge game in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas laying uh, six, six and a half in this basketball game. Total down to 138 from 140. A slight lean to the over in this game. Looking at the dog, haven't pulled the trigger. Another one, a great game. Uh, we got Michigan State and Indiana in the Big 10 there. Uh, Indiana. Indiana is a six and a half point dog at home. Michigan State is hot, but big public consensus on the Spartans right now. Uh, the line stayed, the over under is 136 and a half, and Michigan State laying six and a half. No real opinion in that game. I want to take a home dog, can't pull the trigger, but I am going to take one favorite today at 12 o'clock. Um, I think uh, NC State is going to be a very popular uh, uh, dog today. I'm taking Florida State. The Seminoles are seven point favorites to NC State. Florida State also 13 and one at home, seven and three ATS in their last 10. They're playing good basketball. They used to be a team to drive you nuts with the, you know, great athletes, but mistakes. You know, those players, uh, George, lots of athletes, but 10 cent heads, but they're playing a lot better right now. So I'm going to lay the seven with the Seminoles against NC State. Those are the big uh, games at 12 o'clock. We got another wave at one o'clock coming up. But right now we're talking combine football and everything else. So uh, what else is on your mind there, George, other than uh, not getting fleeced uh, at, at, at the car shop? <laughs> well, not getting fleeced anywhere is always important. Yeah, yeah. A good, so, yeah, good point. You know, I I wake up this morning, you know, it's my anniversary, so I, you know, uh, wish my wife to have a happy anniversary. Then I look outside and, you know, for the first time, I re- you really shouldn't complain because we haven't gotten hit with snow at all. But we got, you know, we got a few inches. And I, it's, it's nothing. But still, I like to go to the gym in the morning, you know, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. And I got to go out there and clean the car, so it's a pain in the ass. And then immediately after this show, now I got to shovel the uh, driveway. And I have one of those big, long driveways, so that takes forever. Uh, I do have a snowblower, but it's, it's not enough for the snowblower. But still, it's, it's annoying me. You know, it's just annoying me. So, because uh, I know I got to do this as soon as the show's over now, and uh, you know, let me let me ask you a question here. You know, in my house, you know, I have uh, I have three bathrooms. You know, just normal for. Uh, wow, you got three bathrooms? You're doing well there, George. I'm envious. I got to come live at your your place. I think I'm moving to Long Island. Cheaper rents. <laughs> uh, I could do. I could really do well. We go to Islander games together. It'd be a lot of fun. There ain't nothing cheap out here. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> no, not All right, don't, don't kid Manhattan's yourself. expensive. Long Island's just less expensive, correct? <laughs> oh, Manhattan's a joke. Manhattan's uh, a joke, but Long Island, I love Long Island's uh, expensive. No, it's, when I went there, like, I'm literally, like, I remember I walked into the convenience store, a bottle of water was like $4. Uh, US, so it's, it's like a Canadian. joke. Five, $5 something Canadian. I'm sitting there. I go, I can get two cases at home for this. Like, exactly. It was actually, it was actually frustrating because I really loved it there. It was great to see uh, Gabe. It was great to see the guys there. Like, I had a great time. I love New York City. Like, the, the, the sports action, everything around. But I just can't live there. It's just uh, there's no way. Like the money, you gotta you gotta be loaded. Like it's it's not for you me. Do, you do. I, I like that. I can't pay those kind of rents. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, my wife and I make my wife and I make a good living, and we still we're just like everybody else. We're, we have in debt, and we whatever. But uh, I just so uh, I do have three bathrooms. Uh, nice. It's well, I guess technically it's two and a half of those who count because the the down the one down here doesn't have a shower or anything, just a just a toilet. But uh, my point is, now I live with my two daughters. And my wife. Uh, people who are who listened to me for years know at one point I lived with five women, as my niece uh, used to live with me. She lived with me for three years, but she now has her own place. And my mother-in-law used to stay here half the year, but now my sister-in-law needs her more than we do, so she's always there. So anyway, all I've lived with is women. Why is it that a they use more toilet paper than anything on the freaking planet? By the way, I go through toilet paper like you wouldn't believe. Okay, and two, why don't they replace the roll? God forbid anybody in this house should replace a roll of toilet paper. I mean, literally, yeah. I, I have to go check oh, the bathroom. Oh, trust me. And, 
It's I, weird. I'm a big guy. Oh, I know, George. I'm a big guy, and I, I, I don't have, uh, you know, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I should definitely have more roughage in my diet. I'm not going to lie to you. I plow porcelain. Like, I'm not a perfect guy to say, hey, everybody, you know, Cam's great in a bathroom. But, no, that's the thing. Like, try to not use a whole roll. I go in there, get things done. My girlfriend is unbelievable. She's always, like, I'm like, where are we going? Are we going to, what's that place you call BJ's? Are we going to BJ's and get 100 rolls, 100 rolls of uh, toilet paper? Like, I go to her house, and she's got more toilet paper than anything. It's just like, wow, wow, here's your CD. Cl- oh, wow, we've got 500 rolls of toilet paper. It drives me nuts, and you're right. Every time it goes down to the bottom, she waits, so I got so I got to replace it, too. But in her defense, I clogged her toilet the other day when I uh, did the show from Toronto and uh, went to the Leaf game. So uh, I guess turnabout's fair play, but, uh, yeah, it really pisses me off. <laughs> I, I just don't paper. get it. I mean, guess what? they'll have the roll there. It's not like i got to struggle to get the roll, but it'll be on, like, you know, top of the sink, but they won't put it on. It literally takes yeah. 38 seconds to put it on. It's not difficult. It's not like you need a screwdriver to do this thing. But it's like, that's just, that's, it's, it's a pet peeve. Certainly a pet peeve of mine here as far as the <laughs> toilet paper in the house. I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And uh, oh, you want, I'll tell you something that happened yesterday. This is, uh, this is parenting uh, right, right up the, the alley here. My daughter, my daughter's eight. And, uh, you know, she has her own eye touch. Uh, you know, it's a, it's not a big thing. It's not a phone. So what is it? What is that? An iPad? Is that an iPad or just a phone? It's pretty much everything. You can, she can do everything the phone can do without making calls. She can't make. Oh, calls. okay. Can't make phone calls, but it's a bigger screen, so it's basically like a no. Computer it's very, it's very small. It's very small. It's smaller than an iPhone. It's a really, it's very small. You know, I, I know what, George? Really, what, Sounds expensive. <laughs> Actually, it's not. I'll, I'll give him that. Oh. It's maybe 100, 100 bucks. Oh, that's nothing. Okay, continue. Yeah. Like and she's on my account as far as everything, so uh, it's not like I pay for anything for her. But anyway, um, my wife gets a phone call from uh, uh, one of her, my, my, my youngest daughter's friends. It's my, one of my youngest daughter's friend's mother. Apparently, my eight-year-old was sending messages to a friend of hers and once again she's eight and when i say she's eight she's eight she's not like an old eight or anything like that she's eight she's a child and apparently she sent the uh a message uh something like what up bitch and uh then she said (laughs) and i guess that when when this person didn't answer but when she didn't answer back she said uh uh f you and spelled it out by the way yeah, with with mean emoji. Really? So you know, yeah. So the, she so I wrote out an f bomb and you, and uh, I think she said I think she used a c word too. As I heard. No, 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 no. I believe I, I may be wrong about that one. I, I may be wrong about that one. But I, you know, but anyway, you get you get the point. Now that's getting stupid. Yes. I'm like I'm like are you are you kidding me? So obviously I'd have a long sit down talk with her, and you know I, you could see it in her eyes. I'm like, do you even know what these words mean? And she didn't. She has no, no. idea. She didn't even know what, be, what, the, uh, you know, what bitch means. You know, I had to explain to her that, well, in certain terms, it is correct. It's a legitimate word because it means a female dog. Da, 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 da. But it's something you can't use. The F-bomb you can never use. You know, and uh, yeah, it, what the problem is with YouTube videos nowadays, they, it's all they watch, these things. They're, they're hearing it. George, yeah, I, listen, I'm sure they hear it from me too, all right? I'm sure they do. You know, my wife and I try and keep it down. I, uh, it's more me. Than I my feel wife. bad for you. Like that's the one thing. Like first of all, you know, now I now I totally understand you perfectly. Like I don't need to be your shrink or psychologist uh, to understand. You got that man cave there. 
God, buddy, I can't even take care of myself in today's generation and how much angering, like, you know, you know, social media and all this other stuff with how many stooges that I, I deal with on a regular basis and people. It's just like, oh, my God, like you actually have children in this world right now. And you have to say and the crap that you see on TV, you know, best housewives of uh, some stupid county or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, she's grabbing the chick's hair, throwing her in a, in the ocean, you know, off a boat. You F and C where, you know, boom, give her a DDT like it's wrestling. Like, I feel sorry for parents today it is a tough world to bring up kids george i don't envy you at all i would love to have a little redheaded albino kid running around the house hey dad you want to go to the game like i I really miss that part of it because i think i'd be a good dad but dealing with today's world and kids what a nightmare i i envy you george you're doing a good job it's, it's something different. It's uh, it's not something I expected to have a conversation with my eight-year-old about using the f-bomb yeah, no, that's crazy because they hear everything, right? That, that's the thing. They don't know what the hell is they're going on. Yeah, they are sponges. They're, they're sponges. I mean, listen, the hardest thing about being a parent really is knowing when to be their friend and be a parent. You know, yeah. I don't. I had the punisher the other night. You know, for something completely different. She didn't want to read, and she had a conniption, so I had to send her to bed. And yet, I listen. As a parent, I know it was the right thing to do. I know it had to be done. Yet the whole night, I felt bad. You know, I felt guilty because I punished my child. I, you know, I love when they're happy and they're having a good time. It was during the Island of Toronto game. So, uh, you know, and I felt guilty. I told my wife about this because she was working. I'm like, I feel bad. She's like, well, you, you can't. I'm like, I know I can't. I know I shouldn't, but I feel bad for doing it. I must have checked on her 20 times during the night, you know, because I felt so guilty. She was out cold, but I felt so guilty. But, yes, that's, that's what I had to go through. Now, this new Momo crap, too, if you haven't heard about this thing, about some yeah. Internet thing where it pops up on these What's games Momo? telling these kids to hurt themselves. No, see, see, yeah, no, that's they used to have this thing too. Uh, now I watch a lot of uh, 2020 and Dateline and stuff like that. Another thing, good thing your kids are younger now, but they got these websites too. Like they had a big thing about this. Actually, uh, it's called Kick and all this other stuff where kids can talk without knowing their parents doing it. And then one girl was dealing with some like 30 year old dude. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna run away with me. She's like 12, 13 years old. Like it's sickening. Like it was, it actually made me almost throw up. So yeah, parents got to get in their uh, kids' stuff. I, I know we're doing a sports gambling show, but we're going to do a PSA announcement too. Like know your kids passwords and stuff like that. There's a lot of bad creepers out there, you know, and uh, it's tough. George. You got to be on all, you got to be on your toes. You have to have a lot of honest conversation with your kids about, you know, you hate to yeah. ruin their childhood. I hate to tell my eight year old that there are people out there who are, who are dangerous. It's different times it's now. Suck. Like we used to go, we used to go down to the yard. Like I used to walk home. Like I sound like my grandpa. Hey, you know, I used to walk five miles at all. Like we walked in any type of conditions. There's no snow, snow days. Like when it was snowing, we still went to school. So it'd be basically have to be like a, a national, uh, natural disaster for us not to go. God, we'd hang out at the arcade, play video games, do this and that, go grab a slice. Like the things that, uh, it's a different world now with kids like you can't you can't do the things that we were doing back then and that was like you know what I mean there's too much there it's too much of a dangerous world I hate to say it but kids are growing up so fast because the, you almost have to like just just to to avoid because there's so many bad things out there it, it, it's sad actually agreed like I said when I was younger I walked to school every day from second grade on never took a bus I was uh got in trouble on the bus I never went back uh, so I walked to school from second grade on, about a mile away, each uh, every school I went to. And, uh, you know, and like everybody else, you always hear the old jokes here. When I, when we were at home, went out as soon as school was over, and I didn't come home to what the uh, the lights were on. Or maybe my mom would give me a certain time to come up for dinner. That's when we came home. We would never be near the house. 
Yeah, we, were, we may have been miles away. That's the way we were back then. And we, I guess we didn't know any better. Although I honestly don't think anything's changed nowadays. I think it was just as bad back then as far as pedophiles and all this other crap. It just wasn't as oh, it's the, elect- it's the electronic part of it. Like back then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it's just now you can have creepers getting into it. Kids are always on devices. Back then, he was just the creepy guy in the white van. Hey, kids, you want some candy? Stranger danger. Now it's it's electronic. That's the problem. Before, guys had to do it like they put it in the work, right? If you're a creeper, you drive around, hey, I'm looking for kids, you know, da 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 Now it's like da 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 It's dangerous because you can set things up more with the electronic devices. That's the problem. That's the problem, I think. you got to be vigilant. So that's our PSA for today, boys and girls. <laughs> Cardale's like, what the hell are you? I'd rather you guys talk about the NHL. Yeah, we will. Columbus Blue <laughs> minus 235 against the Edmonton Oilers, Mike. I, I really love it in parlays. Uh, I don't like to lay 235. It's the first game going up at George. I will be putting Columbus in all parlays. I watched the Edmonton Oilers play. They suck hard. Back to you, George. I'm, I'm already in. <laughs> Whenever we say Mike would rather have us talk about hockey, you know we've gone off the yeah. tracks a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, well, we're helping. We're helping out, though. I was just saying, uh, you know what? You're a good father, though. I, I appreciate that. That's good. I, I love being a father. Uh, I, I do love being a father. I, I, it's, listen, I live an ironic life. I mentioned at one time I did live with five women. And for anybody who knows me, I was, obviously I do the shows, uh, the, my, the writing and everything else. All I do is sports. And to live with five women, none of which like sports, by the way, is extremely yeah. ironic. I know it. It's actually, it's, I need my it's man. It's great. Room. Yeah, no, my girlfriend, uh, it's it's awesome, though. Like, she, she she's not really, like, a hockey fan, but it's kind of cool. Like, I tell her, hey, you know, uh, the Leafs are playing the Oilers tonight. I'm taking the Leafs in the over. And the other night, I go, it's a bad spot for the Leafs. I think the Islanders are going to kill them. So she's, like, texting me, wow, you're right. Hey, it's 5-1 Islanders. Good call or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, when I'm at her place, I'll go, listen, it, it's very simple. I'm not one of those jerk boyfriends, but I go, can I just watch this game now? Can you just tape, like, the Real Housewives of, uh, you know, Potomac Bay or whatever the hell it is. And like, cause this stuff's going on. I got, we got to talk about it on the show. She's cool that way. I'm not going to make her sit and watch like 10 hours of NFL football, but you know, give me a game, give me a period. You know, that's uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. And she gets it. It's part of our gig. You know, we talk gambling, yeah. we talk DFS, we, we're, we're sports guys. Like, it's not like some guy going, oh, I got to, I know. Like we, it's part of the deal. Like this is our, this is what we do. So yes, we're watching everything. Yeah, my wife understands it, too. And the perfect example is the other day uh, she wanted to go across to my neighbor's house. I think it was last Sunday. And uh, I said, just across, just across the street, but we wanted to talk to them because they were moving. And she saw that I was watching a game. She goes, when's the game? We all go after the game. I'm like, no, oh, it's a spring train. It was a spring train base. was a Yankee game last Sunday. And I told her, no, we can go. It's no big deal. But she asked first. And she goes, no, we'll go after the game. I'm like, no, it's a spring train. I don't care. I'll record the game. What do I care? It's not like this was a big-time football game where I had to watch now. And plus, not to mention my neighbor's a sports family. He was watching at his house. So it wasn't a big deal. So my wife does understand there. As Cam said. Uh, this will be the last of the, uh, uh, to the off, uh, I guess the off-topic topics we'll get back to uh, yeah. the weekend fantasy after, after this. Talking gambling, little hockey action today. We had a one, uh, camp at 1 o'clock game, Columbus at Edmonton. Columbus struggling, though, Cam. They're not the, for a team that went all in and made a whole bunch of moves, most of which I liked. They yeah. still haven't nope. really meshed yet. They haven't gotten it you in know here. What? It's going to take about four or five games, but I'll tell you a great recipe. Play the Edmonton Oilers. That's a great recipe to get your shit together. Trust me. I'll, I'm taking Columbus minus one and a half regulation and parlaying the 235. I'm all in. I'm doing the Columbus three-step today, George. I agree. So am I. I've already done it. So once again, we'll be back. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Weekend Fantasy Update. Back after this.